Good evening, David. Nice good, robot dance. Good morning, Joe. Oh, discrepancies. Good afternoon. Inconsistencies. Mm, or are you just always. saying, sort of, are you saying hello and welcome to our international Well, fans? you don't know what time zone people are going to be listening to this into. Exactly. You, know, you see? That's what I was getting at, yeah. Some people might have it on first thing in the morning. Others, just before they shut their eyes for Betty Buys. Others, lunchtime. Maybe lunchtime, yeah. Afternoon tea. Some people might never listen to it. More well. fool them. Let's let's not even entertain that possibility. No, I'm not, we're not entertaining them because they're not listening. They've not. They're not letting us entertain no. them. No, as Mr. Williams once said. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, Did it only quite said that, did he? Mm. Words to that effect. Something along that sort of. We paraphrased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how are you, Joe? Yeah, fine. And oh, what have you been up to? Um. Mediocre things. What? What? Not your usual phrasing of that one. What do I normally say then? I'm not going to say it because I know you're just drawing me into to start me saying it, and I'm not going to. I'm not playing that game. Okay. Well, no, I've been I've been doing my you know normal mediocre things. Ah, you said it. <laughs> there you go. Good. Yeah, not much. Uh, I I walked twelve you're actually, miles you're actually the other day. Gonna Tell us what you did. Oh, no, go. 12 miles? Yep. Wow. In a day. And then you went, I better head back now. That's right. I'm miles away. Yeah, I, did, I just did a bit of a um, uh, Forrest Gump. Not Forrest Gump. What's the, run, Forrest, run. What was, his, what was the character's name? Forrest Gump. Is it? Yes. Is it? You were right the first time, yeah. Okay. Forrest Gump, and I just sort of went, I just left for a bit and then just came back. Okay. Did anyone miss you? Or? Yeah, of course. What do you mean? Who? Family Roger. and friends. Family and friends. Roger did and Stephen. Yeah. All the other, all the members of One Direction. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. they they would. Yeah. Um, what, what about you? What, what, how have you been? Very well, actually. Very well. Had a small small break in the not as I didn't break any my limbs. I mean, I had a from sm- life? a small break away. Yeah. Um, UK based. You know, quite nothing nothing extravagant. Did you get get the sand off? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I went to a place in the New Forest. I'm not sure we should say the name of it in case it that's called advertising or something. But it was a <laughs> it was a a very nice spot in the New Forest. You got some sandy extremities, didn't you? Did did yeah, all sorted. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good. Yeah, so I feel refreshed and uh, ready to go. Ready back to our really really hard round the back working schedule. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's full on. It's tough. Tough. So yeah. So stuff's been happening in football and that. It has. Football's finished. Shall we uh shall we discuss Yes something? Ah, yes, some breaking news. Breaking news? Yes, please. Here we go then. Here is your news. News? Is that a news? News. What yeah. accent do we call that? Well, I don't know really, just like seven. Generic Cornwall, maybe that side of that area of the nodes, West Country. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, all right, you're all great. All gone. Okay, headline number one. Ready? Oh, yes. Woman marries train station she's loved for 36 <laughs> years and has sex with mentally. Uh, what? Why did you go Jimmy Savile at the end of I that? Don't know. For, I don't know. That was my first question. My second question. Can you marry a building? I've heard of marrying well, inanimate objects, but buildings and property? Well, it says it's marry in... Uh, 
inverted commas. In inverted commas, yes. Okay. So perhaps not. Just in her mind. Uh, and she has sex with it mentally. She mentally has sex with, with yeah. a, I think with a that, train I think station. that's what it means. She mentally has like sex in her mind, not has sex with it in like a mental way. It is like, mental though, isn't it? It is pretty mental. Even the, the thought mentally having sex yeah. with the building is mental. It works both ways. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. So this woman, Carol Santa Fe, says being attracted to inanimate objects is just like being bisexual or lesbian and insists she isn't crazy. Well, it's also like being yes straight. Well, I don't know why it has to it? be like bisexual or <laughs> yes. lesbian. Why? Why make that distinction? Yeah, just like being what? in love with anything. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. What, what? I'm just like a bisexual or lesbian or or a straight person. Yeah, I don't... is the building another woman? Is it a woman building? Maybe is it, it is in her mind. Maybe yes. that's what ah, she's. Ah, okay, yeah. fine. Yes, good. Yeah. Uh, so this woman, she has married a yeah. train station she spent 36 in uh, 36 years in love with and she says they have sex mentally um uh, carol santa fe 45 claims she has been in love with santa fe train station in california since she was nine year old i, I see what she's done she's changed her she's changed her surname right. to santa fe i get it because that's the name i wondered why that i thought did think that was an odd name so she's in love with Santa Fe train station. So she married it and then changed her surname to Santa Fe. <laughs> that is the extent to which she has gone yes. to make this as official as possible is impressive. That is impressive. The, the volunteer support worker from San Diego takes a 45-minute bus ride to the station every day to spend time with the building, which she calls Daedra. Daedra? Daedra. Daedra. Daedra, yeah. Well... I know, that's the thing that's bugging you most, is it, about this story? No, no, <laughs> no. You're going to pick me up on that again, are you, about no, no, getting no, bugged no. by the wrong thing? Yes. But no, uh, th- well, I guess yeah, she said, now I yeah, understand why she said lesbian or bisexual relationship, because she's, she's given it some sort of, well, it's kind of a female androgynous name, isn't yeah, it? Correct, Dangerous. correct, yeah. yes. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. Um, although the marriage is not legally binding, <laughs> really, Carol states it was the happiest day of their lives when oh, yeah, they, t- yeah. <laughs> speaking for the building now, uh, when they tied the knot in 2015, yeah. she, she celebrated the one-year anniversary last Christmas. Uh, Carol says she has sex with the building mentally and identifies herself as an objectum sexual, a person, right. a person who is sexually attracted to an inanimate objects and structures. Um, God. She said she didn't discover this until she was 40 after she searched online, I am in love with a building. Okay. Probably, uh, a, probably I, I th- a common search. Right, yeah. Should we try it? Mm, no. Um, it's, it says here, it is a worldwide debate whether the phenomenon... Phenomenon. It is a worldwide debate whether it is a, a sexuality, fetish, or mental condition. I'm going with the last one. Do you reckon? Yeah. I wonder how many... Um, what are they called? Objectum sexuals? What was Objectum that? sexual. I wonder how many... Objectum sexuals there are out there. Give know. us a tweet if you're an objectum sexual, and yeah. um, maybe maybe there's some lovers of, of great yeah. football stadiums out there. If you can give us it, if you're not shagging your phone or anything like that. That was a bit strong. That's a bit it? much, wasn't it? That's, that's that no, could be no. identified as 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 wrong. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the, it continues. She says. She says. She says, she says, <laughs> she said, she says, 
hello to the station, but tries not to let anyone notice she is talking. She added, there is a private bit where the two walls meet. I go there to touch her, which I do by leaning against her with my, with my clothes on. Does she feel threatened by other people touching her? I don't know. She hasn't mentioned that. Mm. When I'm touching her, I feel as though it actually holds me and kisses me. I don't have physical sex with the station in public. I want to be respectful. I wouldn't do that with a human in public, so why would I do it in this case? Good point. So how does she have private moments with a public piece of Quite public building? Then? Like, yes. Wow, okay. Oh, well, she says, I do have sex with Daedra in my mind when I stand there. I especially like when I hear the trains rev up the engines. Oh, God. It turns me on. So she likes... Maybe she's a like a train fanatic. Like, you know, you get these people with the, you know, in their loft, they've got their little train set or in yeah. the garage or whatever. And, you know, these people spend thousands on these things. Mm. Maybe it's actually that that she's into and not the, pl- not the platform. And she doesn't well, know it yet. It sounds like she knows what she wants. Yeah. Um, she added that she could never leave San Diego because her lover is there. Well, yeah. And will be there for the rest <laughs> yeah. of time. <laughs> and uh, and also she says she could never love another train station. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's, okay. That was... Let me do that again. She could never love another... No, I can't. Sorry. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I wonder so if... Um, yeah, have you ever bit seen a, a, a sort of a building or a structure that you've thought, I'm a bit of that. Um, the Gherkin? Yeah. Okay. Or the shard? The sl- the sh- oh, right. You're going for quite um, phallic buildings there. Yeah. Walkie-talkie? Yeah. yeah. It's a bit fat, that one, though, isn't it? Odd shape. Not many people could handle that, I guess. <laughs> but no, really, to be honest, Dave's the answer to that. No. It's a, yeah. uh, there aren't many um, sort Se- of... Sexy buildings. No. Well, there aren't many buildings that aren't phallic-shaped in some ways, are there, if you know what I mean? They sort of come out of the ground and they go up, don't they? Yeah. And they usually have a very defined diameter mm. and radius. Mm. So they're going to end up looking sort of at least vaguely phallic. Mm. Yeah. Just to clear that up. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. It's in love with the building. Normal. No, I'm, I'm not. No, you're, no, she is. Yes, she is. Carol Santa Fe. Carol Santa Fe is in love with Santa Fe Station. Correct. Yes. I was listening. That's your, that's your building love news. There we go. There's, a, there's another feature there. Um, building love news. I, I have got some... Uh, I've got... Uh, oh, I've got some... Uh, oh, oh, Joe. Oh, oh, I've got some... Oh, oh, I've got some seagull news. Oh, seagull news. That's not a seagull. Yeah. Ready? Ready? I, I'm always ready. Uh, seagull tries to wolf down a whole rat on station <laughs> platform in front of horrified... Commuters. Oh my god. Commuters. Serious? Commuters. Commuters, yes. Computers. On commuters on their computers. So yes. this seagull tries to eat an entire rat. Yes. Ha, what? It was, it must it have been was, a baby it was, rat. It was caught on camera by a um computer. By one of these commuters. Uh, <laughs> on and, one of their uh, computers. This lady, she took several snaps. She said there were a, a group of seagulls fighting over it, and this one was the victorious one. Fighting over it, the, there was a dead rat on the station. Well there was a yeah. Oh, I see, it was dead. It was all, well, well, I assume it was dead. Well, now um, I'm just imagining it dragging itself along the floor with its front legs. No, no. So there was a group fighting over it, and, and this particular seagull was victorious. Uh, it looked like he almost killed himself through greed and desperation. It was hard to tell if the rat was still alive. It was being chucked around all over the place. I hope for its sake it was dead. Imagine being swallowed by a whole seagull. 
Imagine that. Do you Imag- mean? Do you mean imagine being swallowed whole by a seagull? Imagine being swallowed, swallowed by a whole seagull, <laughs> yeah. not half a seagull. No, that would be <laughs> that would be better, wouldn't it? I guess so. Being swallowed whole by a whole seagull, <laughs> what, wings and everything. <laughs> but no, that is. It must have been a small rat. I mean, rats get big. They're like small cats. Well, seagulls are pretty big. Yeah. She, she said it choked it down to about the base of the tail and then the train finally arrived <laughs> late again and uh, it, that's what she was worried about yeah. there's a rat being killed in front of her so <laughs> when's this bloody train going to come and when the <laughs> and when the train finally bloody arrived uh, it flew away chased by all the other seagulls it could fly with a whole rat in its mouth mm. that is an impressive seagull it must be you know it must have been working out but it says here, this is not the first time that Bristol commuters, it's in Bristol on the way, Okay. Uh, Bristol commuters, commuters have been um, treated to this sort of scene at the city's train station. That's weird. Last year at Temple Meads, one passenger filmed a seagull attacking, killing and eating a pigeon. Jesus. No, a pigeon. Oh, right. I was going to say, if they did that to poor old Jesus. Not Jesus. Not Jesus. Yeah. Eaten, eaten by a whole Jesus. Oh, can you uh, can you imagine it? Oh, you're not going to be sick Ra- again. What, are you, what are you going for, rat or pigeon? Are you asking me what I'd rather eat? Yes. Pigeon, 100%. Because pigeons traditionally feathers were... Are not, feathers and I'm talking like as it is. Oh, if I had to eat an animal whole? Yes, as it is, yes. And you're giving me the choice of a pigeon or a rat? Well, that's the choice that this these that were. Is, both of them are absolutely disgusting. If they were game, pigeon. Well, I don't think they'll be up for it. No, it doesn't sound like they're very game. No? Okay. No. Um, <laughs> I'm oh, afraid thank, I... Oh, thank you. I declined to answer that question. Yeah, there we go. Horrendous story. That's shocking. So you've got a slightly sexual story and a, a quite horrifying story there. So you... So enjoy. This is turning out to be like a horror movie. It's got some sex scenes in it followed by some violence. Yeah. So we go. Well, it does... That ties into... One of our listeners' stories who they sent in to us where um, a little duckling was taken alive by a seagull right in front of him and his girlfriend. So they will eat anything. They will eat anything that is dead or alive. So so literally anything. anything. (laughs) That's everything then. (laughs) Pretty much. We covered all bases there. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. What else you got, Dave? No, that, I, that's it. I just really? I, I picked it? the two best stories of, of all the news in the world today, <laughs> and that is what I came up with. Well, I approve of all of them. Thank you. So, Dave, I think we should, at this stage, maybe deconstruct some little bits of football news out there. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, um, all, it's all over, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. The, the year is, is kind of out now, isn't it? You know? The football year, yeah. It's done. Yeah. Um, there's some interesting little stories of, you know... The FA Cup final saved Wenger's career, it seems. Well, we're, talk- we're talking about that, are we? We're going over that, are we? We can go over that now or we can go through it later. I don't oh, well, I don't know. You want to you wanna talk? I'm quite happy to brush over it. Are you? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that was a fascinating game. Um, I'll be honest before we talk about it. I didn't actually manage to watch it in its entirety. But um, it did seem like Chelsea may be complacent. I think they maybe underestimated Arsenal a little bit. Yeah. Arsenal walked all over them, really, didn't they? Yeah. You say so. What a time to get sent off for diving, eh? Victor Moses. Wow. Good. So uh, <laughs> on that on that note, perhaps we should move imagine, on. Imagine <laughs> that was next season, Joe, and he got sent off for diving. Not only he gets sent off, and then he gets a two-match ban. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Retrospective. In Not re- in this case, but next season, if he thinks about doing that again which I hope he won't, 
that is what may happen, isn't it? It is. We talked about that, didn't we? We did. Good. And that'll be good if that happens. Because mm. they deserve it. Because diving is cheating and cheating is wrong. And cheating deserves punishment because that's what punishment is. is. Yeah. Good. good. <laughs> You've done well there. So um, we've got a little bit of a new feature now then. I've got, Dave, Yes. some mm. bits of news here. Ah. That It's still kind of news, but it's it's this new section. Would you like to hear it? Yes. Transfer stuff. Yes, of course, because the end of the season means... The window is open. The window is open. The window of transferable opportunity. The I think op- that's what they call it. Yeah. The, the, the sale of goods and services. Jim White is currently pressing his yellow tie, ready for the last day. He is. He's getting it all tied tied and pressed and ready mm. yeah so you've got some little uh, transfer tidbits have you i've got tidbits dave i've got all sorts of stuff i've got um some genuine transfer news of of rumors that are actually going on right now right. and then i've got some um sort of amusing transfer stories from the past right, you've got some so you've you're a bit like beckham you've got your ears to the ground yes, yes. both ears to the ground yes i've got both ears to the ground wow. i mean what what how i did that is, yes. I, is I dug a hole that was the exact width of my head. <laughs> Just tuck it in. Just tuck my head in there, and then I've got both of my ears to the ground. What are you doing? Shh. Transfer news. Listen out for transfer <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh. Oh, yes, both ears to the ground. That's Good. it. So, there we go. So, uh, what, 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 what have you found out? Well, um, Riyad Mahrez. Riyad Mahrez. He wants out. Wants out of Leicester City. It seems like that time is gone. Maybe the golden Leicester squad that won the league in the 2015-16 season yes. is maybe starting to kind of fall in on itself. Um, mm. They did really, really well to get out of the hole they were at the beginning of this oh, season. Oh, so well. Under um, the literary genius that is um, Shakespeare. Um, but he wants out, I'm afraid. You know, he won the PFA Player of the Year in 2015-16. He did. He did. Um, but you know he's not had an awful season. He has got ten goals and created seven. He's seven assists, forty-eight games. He got those stats in, so that's not too bad. But um, yeah, I think his time has come. I think he was saying that at the end of last season, he was persuaded to stay with the club. Right. And you think, well, they just won the Premier League and they're in the Champions League. Why did he even need persuading? So I don't think his heart's been in it for some time, to be honest with you. Um, okay. But you know that that happens in football. Um, but potential suitors supposedly interested are Arsenal, Liverpool, and I'm slightly surprised by this, Juventus. A ruler? Yeah. A ruler? Yeah. A ruler? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I can going. see him. I can see him at someone like Arsenal. I think he's a, I think he's a bit of a one-seasoner, though, because he was, he was there when that season where Leicester did the great escape when they first came up, which would have been 14-15. Yeah, I don't remember much of him that season. Yeah, he played a lot. I think he started most of their Premier League games that season. Okay. Wasn't really a force to be reckoned with. Pretty no. pretty nondescript player. So I have a feeling maybe it was a one-season wonder from Riyad Mahrez. <sighs> Ooh, time will tell. But he will command a big price tag and it'll be interesting to see whether he's a flop or a success. So that's going to be one to watch this summer. Riyad yes. Mahrez, where yeah. he goes, what he does. We will. But I imagine he'll probably stay in the Premier League. I can't imagine him going to a re- super club like Juventus, who are you know challenging for not only getting in the Champions League but winning it. You know, so mm. we'll, we'll see. But okay. I can't see him going there. Well, keep us posted, won't you? I'll try. I'll try. So um, my next piece of news is Iker Casillas. 
Oh yes, goalkeeper. Goal, the legendary Spanish and Real Madrid goalkeeper. He's set to leave. You know, he's been at FC Porto. Yes, yes, I do know. He's yes. set to leave FC Porto on a free transfer. Is he? He's 36 now, and um, he's not taken up an option to extend his original one-year contract to a further year, so he's going to leave. Okay. Um, this has alerted clubs in China, the Middle East, and Turkey, apparently, but also perhaps Liverpool and PSG are interested. Can you imagine if he goes right. to Liverpool? I mean, they need a. I think they need the one thing Liverpool lacking is a world class keeper, a commanding goalkeeper, mm, no goaltender. No disrespect to um, Carias and Mignoletti, hmm. uh, but I feel like a world class stopper is what they need. Is Iker Casillas the man at thirty six years old? I don't know. He's still got it, isn't he? Well, apparently, he's had a very good uh, season in 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 Portugal. I think he got twenty three clean sheets or something in right. all comps. That's so, good. Like, it's not bad, is it? That's good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but there we go. I imagine he'll probably go to the Middle East, I think. That would be my prediction. Or China. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. That's Money it. talks. He's going to make his till go ring-a-ling-a-ding, ding. Yeah. Big last hurrah before the retirement. There we go. But um, there was a bit of a joke, a bit of a thing with me and a couple of mates when, uh, you know, the 2014 Lads. Cup in Brazil? Yeah. World Cup. I just call yeah. it the Cup. The it's Cup, all, yeah. The, yeah, the old Cup, in it? Where are we going to the Cup? <laughs> <laughs> Where which one? Which, you know yeah, the cup. The one with all the the whole earth is playing in it. Yeah, all the countries. So you don't need to specify World Cup. It is the cup the, of the all cup. cups. The cup, isn't it? Yeah. The cup that contains all other cups inside it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like I'll, carry I'll, on, carry on with what yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there's a bit of a joke. He um, the the opening game for Spain, of course, who were the holders of the World Cup there. They won the World mm. Cup 2010, didn't they? Mm, they did. um, their opening game was a disastrous 5-1 defeat to Holland. Do you remember that? Yes. And that um, contained Van Persie's iconic looping header. Yes. Remember that goal? That yes. was in that game. And they lost 5-1 wow. to Holland. Um, and uh, Casillas was embarrassingly dispossessed by Van Persie for one of the goals to make it 4-1. And then rounded by Robin. That's an interesting sentence. Rounded by Robin to make it five-one. So he didn't have. That was sort of the end of his Real Madrid career. Mm. And then he went to Porto and um, just had a little bit of a, uh, a in joke with some friends where I started calling him the disgraced goalkeeper Eco CS. But it's a bit harsh, wasn't it? Really, I suppose because he's actually had a really good career since. So. Yeah. So I'd just like to apologise for you know, to, jokes on you to Ika Casillas for yeah. being the not disgraced goalkeeper. He actually only really made one mistake. Yeah, which so, was disgraceful. But really, that's actually a testament to how good I think he was because one mistake is all it takes to, um, to suddenly make you look like a poor player when, in fact, he was one of the greatest ever. Yeah, that's a lovely, that's a lovely thing to say, Joe, about a, a, a professional footballer. Right, I think he's a... And, and credit to you for writing your wrong as thank well. You. Well, I have a memory of him from the 2010 World Cup in South Africa where um, in, I think they won the final 4-0 against... And he's looking to the fourth official and he's tapping on his wrist saying, have respect for the opponent, have respect for the opponent, trying to end the game mm. earlier, you know, because there's no point in carrying on. And I think he, he was sort of annoyed that they were elongating this game. It felt like it was sort of humiliating mm. the opponent, which I thought was very respectful. Mm, referee's job though, isn't it? For timekeeping. So yeah. just keep your beak out, Ika. I think his heart was in the right place though. And he just wanted to lift up that cup because I think yeah. he was the captain. I think that's more the case. He's like, <laughs> hurry the up. Hurry I want to get my hands on that cup. Yeah. So. 
You bastard. He's not here. He's no. on leave. No, he's not here, no. Maybe this is a good time to say that actually Sean Bean isn't with us this week. He's taking yeah. a holiday. Um, it is Unpaid. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we can't front this holiday. He, he's, it's half term, so yes. he's away. Um, he went to Butlins, didn't he? Yeah, he loves it. He loves it. So he's on stage in a really hot uniform. Like, what was he, Barney the Dinosaur or something? Oh, he's always out working. He's yeah, working yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. I'm right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was with the fam. Well, it's how he, you know, he's out of Game of Thrones now. He keeps dying really early and stuff, so he needs to make ends meet. So he's... Mm. he's... Let's hope he doesn't die on stage at Butlins. <laughs> I'll hang that's, that's really morbid. If he does, you feel terrible. No, no. I mean, as in, not, no. As in, you know, die from a bad performance. Not... I see. Don't. What is it? Is that what they do? They kill you if you perform no, badly. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, move on. Move okay, on. so I've got move some. On. Now I've got some historical, ridiculous transfer news. Okay, and I've my notes are the most ridiculous transfers. So I did a little bit of research. Okay. Um, because there aren't, there, you know, the, the market isn't going crazy right now. Not God, right now. Give it give a it month time. or so. Yeah. Um, so do, do you know the player Luther Blissett, David? Yes. Uh, former Watford player, former Watford striker. Yes, that's Had a right, bit of yeah. a prolific period in the first division in the 80s. Mm. And um, yeah, he impressed in the 82-83 season by scoring 27 goals in the first division, which is, of course, Wowzers. was the Premier League of its day, wasn't it? Yes. The first division. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, very, very much so. And so he subsequently earned a move to AC Milan. They, what? It was a bit of a period of them signing up English players I think mm. and they've got a link to England of course because of uh, um, the person who founded them whose name I can't remember who was mm. English uh, so he, AC Milan signed him for £1 million which in <laughs> early 80s was a significant amount of cash big bucks um, but he only managed five goals in, in 30 games for Milan in the 83-84 season so it was a bit disappointing um, but the amusing thing about this transfer <laughs> is yes. that it's been rumoured that AC Milan actually confused him with his Watford teammate John Barnes. Oh, that is awful. Confused him. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I see yeah. what you're getting at there. That's well, ooh. it's not me that's getting at it. No, no, it's not you. No, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh, excuse me. No, not you. It's not me at all. No, um, it wasn't me. I wasn't even born. Um, you weren't involved. I wasn't involved. No, they didn't. They didn't consult me on the issue. So they thought they were getting John Barnes. Yes, although I don't know if I believe that rumor because John Barnes was a left winger. If I'm not mistaken true to true true that uh, and Blissett yeah. was a striker so yeah. that would not only be a incompetent mistake in terms of getting names wrong and they look completely different but also a completely different position to what the club needed yeah so so I don't really believe it but it is quite amusing that the rumours out there that they actually wanted John Barnes and they accidentally bought somebody else imagine getting out there hey here he is John what no I'm Luther you're oh Where's John? We wanted. Oh, we got this one. We wanted. Can you oh. can you play on the left? Or, no, I'm a striker. We've got loads of strikers. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. You're you're competing against um, you know Inzaghi and and all that lot. Yeah, Frappettaglinia and Sabitabuglidio. Yeah, Rosetti. Yeah, Rosotto. Yeah. Paella, Alf, Alf, oh, that's Spanish. Alfungi, all of them. Yeah. Risotto. Yeah, I just yeah. said risotto. Oh, okay, Bolognese. Here yeah. we go. Um, Carbonara. Yeah. <laughs> Alforno. Margarita. Uh, <laughs> and Calzoni. <laughs> yeah. What was your name again? Blissit. Blissit. Right, Blissit. Bl- let's call you Blissetti. Blissetti, yeah. <laughs> and then you'll fit in. There we go. No, no, no one will ever know that we meant to sign Barnsley. Barnzoni. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but there's an amusing quote from Blissett as well. He said, no matter how much money you have here, meaning Milan, you can't seem to get Rice Krispies. <laughs> so he obviously missed home and I think he was quite happy to come back the season after anyway. So there we go. By the way, Watford bought him back for 550 grand. So they made they made 450 grand out of that. Did they? And yeah. they, only, they only missed Blissett for a year. And they, he, had so, a, he had all the Rice Krispies he, a man could want. I think he gorged on them when he came home. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ruined his career. He went heavily overweight. Got really fat. <laughs> Couldn't move. And, and then um, that was it. He kept like just crackling and popping and the defences was always... They didn't have to look. Like, no. I know he's behind me. Yeah. I can, you know, myself, I know exactly where he is because he's snap crackling and popping all the time. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Got another one for you. Oh, okay. And then one after that, actually. But you know, Many. Mirandinha. Mirandinha? Not familiar with it. Brazilian player, again from the 80s. He, he signed for Newcastle Lake in uh, 1987 for £575,000. Why I, man? And in 1987, he was the first Brazilian player to play in English football. Wow. But not only in 1987, he actually was the first Brazilian player to play in English football in 1988, not, but not 1989, just 1990. Yeah. Yeah. No, he and was, from then on. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. in 1987, you're the first Brazilian <laughs> player, okay? But as soon as you... Well, I think, no, I think I'll always be the first. Oh, wait, what, what happens when we get some more? As soon well, as we tick over second... to 1988, we're resetting that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, have no, you got it written down or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll write it down, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, I'm keeping records over here. So yeah, he was the first Brazilian player to play in English football for Newcastle. In 1987. That's right. He spent two seasons at the Magpies. He scored 19 goals in 54 games, so it wasn't too bad. But he then reportedly moved back to Palmeiras, where he was before, to open a pig farm. Really? So there we go. And was he the first Brazilian to open a pig farm? In probably Palmeiras. not in Brazil, no. Uh, probably not, no. 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 I think it was quite well cultivated by then. Yeah, of course. I'm not assuming that he... I've got this brilliant idea, everyone. Pigs. And they're, and they're like, like, what oh are they? Oh my God. What, we're going to eat them? What, are they like horses or something? Yeah, they're like little short pink fat um, horses yeah. that you can't ride. <laughs> uh, but you can eat. You can try. Well, kids can ride them, maybe. Yeah. Um... Good eating though, yeah. yeah. Good eating. Can I milk it? What are you on about? You don't milk horses. Get get off my land. <laughs> get off my horse. Yeah, you weirdo. <laughs> get off my... That's not a horse, it's a pig. <laughs> oh, confused. <laughs> so there we go. He went home to open a pig farm. He was 28. Like, that's not... I'm 28. I don't think about pig farms. But he's, no... He's, but, a, he's an innovator. No, well, I do know a bit and I know that 28 is the peak age for pig farming. Is it? Yeah. That's when you want... If you... Any later, you've, you, you're done. Get in there by the time you're 28. That's probably what was on his mind the whole time. Right. He'd probably want to do a couple of years in Newcastle, back to Palmeiras, pig farm. Okay. Done. Is that because like you're beyond the young age of going, no, I don't want to get all dirty, but you're too young, you're still sort of too young to go, oh, I, I can't put my back into this. Is that why? So you're happy to get covered in pig shit, but you're still fit enough to sort of shovel the shit. Is yeah, that- I think you're thinking about it too much. It's, not, don't worry about the details, but... Tw- I'm a stickler for details. 28 is the magic number for pig farming pig in farming. Brazil. In Brazil. There we go. Yeah. We've got, we got probably a, a title name or something there, haven't we, uh, for this episode. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> um, one more for you, Dave. Roberto Mancini. Yes. He, Man, Ex-Man City manager. Yes. And coach. Did you know that as a player, he played for Leicester City? Yes, Dave, that Roberto Mancini. Yes, it does it does ring a bell. Yeah. So in two thousand and one, I believe. You're saying it was. you're saying Mancini, I say Mancini. 
It's prob- you're probably correct. Okay. You're probably correct. Thank you. Uh, maybe some of our Italian fans, of which there are many, can confirm that for us. Um, but yeah, he signed on loan for the Foxes in January 2001 mm-hmm. and made his debut against Arsenal, age 36. Wow, yeah, 36. Late, late in his career then. Yeah, but I mean, he was like a world-class player at the time, so for Leicester, you know, Ooh, just, why not? Just a bit. Just drop that loan deal, see how he goes. But yeah, he failed to complete a full 90 minutes in his huge tally of five appearances for the club. Um, and so let's let's just quantify this. He joined in January, right? Mm. In early February, he was given leave of absence, and he cited unknown personal reasons. Well, he mm. knew what they were, but I, yeah, I, but I, I don't. Didn't. <laughs> Why do you need it? Well, I don't know. I don't know just those. personal reasons. I'm not sure what they are, but I, I know there's an issue that I need yes. to resolve. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he um, so so he left for these personal reasons but he then telephoned the club on the 14th of February on Valentine's Day yeah romantic he telephoned the club saying um, roses are red violets are blue <laughs> you love me but I'm not coming back see you later you love me but I'm not coming back to you yes he should have yeah. I know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he telephoned the club, however, and informed them that he would not be returning to England. He had been offered the manager's job at Fiorentina. Yeah. So there we go. Well, lovely. he played five games, didn't come back. Six weeks later, he's like, yeah, yeah, not come back. Got, I got another job. Oh, what playing for who? No, managing. Yeah, why me? Managing who? Little club in Italy you might have heard of. Called. And, uh, you know, you get your head down, you work for about six weeks, you might be in the hot seat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, reference. Very good. Yeah. Didn't have that one written down. No? That was not a note there. Yeah. So there we go, Dave. That, that's me done. That's my transfer news done. Do you like that new section? I loved it. Is that going to be a regular, regular thing throughout the summer then, do you think? I think it might. That's your transfer stuff. There we go. That's that your transfer your stuff. Transfer stuff. Do you like the jingle? Love it. Yeah, I recognise that voice. Do you? I think he's done a. Pre- he's done previous jingles for us. Yeah, he's just this voice actor. He's a bit of a lamo, but I got him in to help us out for. No, a I don't couple think of he's hours. a lamo. I think he sounds pretty quite very very talented actually. If you ask me. But okay. All right. Well, we'll give him time then. Maybe I'll hire him back another time. Are you asking me? Or? No, it's something to do with you. Yeah. Uh, so what? Have you, <laughs> you uh, what else have you got for us, Dave? Uh, I've got some. Um, I've got. So, I've got a bit about tattoos. Have you got any tattoos, Joe? No, I, I, I've oft considered some, but I feel that there's. I've never seen or inspired, been inspired by inspired, inspired, insubordinated by anything quite so much to want to print it upon myself forevermore. I've often thought about maybe the odd song lyric or something or an image from something musical, but no. Nah. It's never really no. no, nothing's hit me hard enough to get to make me want to print it on myself. Well, we know they're very popular the, these days with the with with young men and women. Yeah, I don't uh, know why you need to make that distinction. No, young people. Yeah, or just pe- old people. Yeah, people. Just people. Yeah, uh, footballers in particular seem to be um, uh, uh, covered with these lots of sleeves, inky the arm sleeves, art, well, inky arts. What I'm going to call it. Okay, um, now. Eintracht Frankfurt fullback Guillermo Varilla. Do you want me to say it for you? Guillermo Varilla. Guillermo Varela, yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> he was ruled out of the German Cup final after having a bad reaction to a tattoo he had done previously. Okay. Yeah. Now, a bad reaction. A bad reaction, yes. He was due to start for Frankfurt against Dortmund. In the DFB Polkul final the, uh, on that uh, a few weeks ago. Right. However, 
The 24-year-old disobeyed the orders of his coach, Niko Kovac, and went under the needle four days before the match, uh, a decision that has backfired rather significantly. Right, so what's happened to him? Bad reaction, but has he been out for some time? Apparently, it's it's scabbed up and it inflamed uh, to the point where he won't be able to take part in the game. (laughs) Uh, or any f- any forthcoming fixtures, which there isn't any. Oh, he's got summer. a scab, has he? Um, can't play football. So the club obviously were angered by this. Yeah, the man they in particular, were pretty pissed off with him. So and they called his conduct reckless. So they suspended him. And not only that, he was on loan from Manchester United. Yeah, I thought he was a Manchester. And they champion. were they were considering extending his loan. Oh dear. But. Uh, naturally, that is no longer an issue. So, so not only he, so he had a tattoo. So against orders, he missed the game. The, he missed the cup final. <laughs> then he got suspended by the club, and then they just went, "No, we don't want you anymore." So it, for him, we could say that his tattoo has cost him some career opportunities. Uh, precisely, absolutely. So now he's, he's obviously he's going to go back to Man United at some point and, uh, With his head and, and in not his hands, play and his tail between his legs and try and also try and get a loan move somewhere else. But yeah, well, I mean, that's um, they often say, don't they? Like, don't get tattoos on your lower arm because you can't cover it up. Then when you go to a job interview, or don't get them on your neck or on your hands or on your face because you won't be able to cover them up at a mm. job mm. interview. So for the everyday, you know, suit wearing to a job person, yeah. Tattoos could maybe affect your career. Yes. But now it goes to show that even for footballers, tattoos oh, yeah, might be able to... I'm not anti-tattoo at all, but I'm just saying perhaps we have to be careful with these things. Anti-tattoo. Um, not anti-tattoo. Talking, uh, another another tattoo-related story, okay. Uh, Leroy Sane. Insane. Yeah, Leroy Sane, Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sanye. Um, I, I asked you what if you had a tattoo, what would you get? You couldn't answer me because... It's permanent, isn't it? Whatever you get, that's, that's... I think that's my answer, yeah. It's just, I don't... I, I'm a change-my-mind-and-change-my-allegiances sort of person. I think that I, I like to think that's healthy. Yes. Um, I'm not a committophobe at all, but I think to something like a tattoo, I would be, so... Okay. Do yeah. you, Leroy Sane uh, recently got a tattoo. Yeah. Uh, do you know? Do you want to know what he got his tattoo of? Was it uh, his mother's face? Himself. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. It is... Um, he, he has chosen to immortalise the goal he scored against Monaco in the last 16 of the Champions League uh, back in February. Why would you... Uh, and it's massive. It's on his back. It's a picture of him celebrating a goal he scored in a Manchester City shirt. What if he doesn't stay at Manchester City? Manchester City. Manchester City. Manchester City. What but if- that is very... That is uh, such a megalomaniac <laughs> move. A- Tattoo of yourself. It's, I've seen people, like in the past, have tattoos of their own name on their arm and things like that. Why, why do you need your own name? If you're in a job interview and you've forgotten, you just look down at your yeah. arm. Ger- Gerald, oh, yes, my name's know. Gerald, yeah. I mean, f- family members, fine, if that's what you want. Don't get your own name. Don't get a picture of your own face. Even if you wanted to immortalise that moment, maybe get like a, a tattoo of the image of the scoreboard with your name and the time of the goal on it. Not yourself, like all... Li- it's like it's like Julius Caesar getting statues of himself made that are huge and they're pretty and they, you know... What, why would you... It's a megalomaniac, isn't it? Stupid. I wouldn't get one of, of myself. I mean, if anything, I'd probably get one of you. Okay. You'd get a tattoo um, of me on of, you. Of your... Yeah. If, if I was going to get a tattoo of anyone... Well, I'm I'm flattered. I'm not yeah. sure how to react though. I'm I, joking, of course. Are you? Yeah. What? what don't, don't. I'm not. Being, you look. You for a moment there. You look like you were going to cry. 
I'm not getting a tattoo of you. That was a joke. I am going to cry now because I thought I thought you were. So I'm no bitterly disappointed. No tattoos of you on my person, pe- per- <sighs> person, people. Okay. All right. Well, Sorry. fine. We'll move on from there then. Fine. Whatever. If that's what you want to do. <laughs> well, that is that is what I want to do. I want to not get a tattoo of you. Okay, all right, whatever. All right, yeah, fine. That, it's not going to affect things, is it? No, just, let's just move on, shall we? Shall we? <laughs> um, so, it's a return of quite a big, uh, well, a feature we love. We haven't done it for a long, long time. It's yeah. It, it's um, do you know what? I think it might be one of my favourite features, oh, if not my favourite feature. You devil! <laughs> you little devil! You <laughs> haven't said that in a while, have I? No. Um, yes, it's um, well. It's good fun to do. We we get these guests in, and they 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 grace us with their presence. We, yes, we do have to fork out quite a lot of. We empty the round the back account to to get them in, don't we? Yes. So we, this time. is the uh, the autobiography archive alcove. Blah blah blah. Autobiography archive, archive alcove. It's, it's a mouthful, isn't All it? Right. You start. You say autobiography, and then we'll we'll okay. cascade from there. Autobiography archive alcove. That's good. what it is. That's what it is. And. Yeah. Uh, in each of these segments, a small excerpt of a footballer's autobiography is read out by themselves. Is that right? Yeah, by, by the by the person in question. So we've had Harry Redknapp. We have. Who else have we got? We've had Paul Gascoigne. Paul Gascoigne. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Did we have Alex Ferguson or did I make that up? We might have had Alex Ferguson. I can't remember. Yeah, well, we've, you know, this is the 19th, the 19th episode. episode. I can't remember. I can't remember yeah, 19 previous episodes. no. no. That's about 17 hours of content. Well, it's then. not like we've, we've written anything down. No, I don't no. have any notes of any of the previous episodes. So who is it uh, this time around? This time around, it's Joey Barton. Oh, killer book. So yeah. there's some spicy stories in there. I bet. He's had a he's had a, Checkered a lot. career. <laughs> yeah, he's had a lot <laughs> going on in his career. Yep, yep. Um, so I bet you'll like this. Oh, I see Ooh. what you did there, bet. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so here it, we go. Yeah, is Let's, this... Are we... Okay, yeah. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> Autobiography Archive Alcove. As a connoisseur of nightclub brawls, this was one of the most violent I have ever seen. It kicked off when Nico and Elka and a bunch of his mates decided to recreate the LMO in the VIP area of a bar in central Manchester. They took on all comers with anything that came to hand, and for once I heeded heartfelt advice. Come on, Joe, stay out of the way, said Robbie Fowlier, who was sitting with me and Steve McMahon on the edge of hostilities. They knew they'd be hell to pay in the morning, since collateral damage from footballers' Christmas parties is as inevitable as death and taxes. <laughs> right on cue, Kevin Stuart Elagard, our reserve goalkeeper, was knocked out by a crude right-hander. I've seen variations on the theme down the years. Football clubs are volatile places in which resentment is usually expressed in the relatively controlled environment of a training ground, where everyone is sober. Put the same people in an artificial situation in, in December, add silly quantities of drink to the mix, and the consequences are predictable. Someone, typically the quiet one, says something he can't really take back. Someone else, similarly emboldened by alcohol, invites a teammate outside for a straightener. <laughs> Sometimes this needs to happen. 
especially when the team is struggling. Harsh words and handbags tend to flush the toxins out of the system. The trick is to avoid the involvement of civilians containing the fallout and avert praying eyes or camera phones. Anelka, a sumptuous player, were but a solitary, conflicted character got away with it that evening. <laughs> He'd taken his lumps in the fracas, but just as when he confronted Kevin Keegan in a public row which involved the manager comically screeching, SPEAK ENGLISH! The, consequ- the consequences were minimised. There wasn't a murmur about his party piece in the media, apart from three lines at the end of a piece, hanging me out to dry. Blimey. So what do you think about that then, Dave? Wowzers. That was dramatic. Naughty, wasn't it? Naughty. What these footballers get up to, eh? There's some stuff and some things in there, aren't there? I expected, you know, that from Joey Barton, but there were some other names in there that, well, I'm just, I'm shocked. Yeah. I mean, that Manchester City team at that time was full of some, you know, as footballers go, that was a charismatic team, wasn't it? Mm. Anelka, Darbo, Joey Barton, Robbie Fowler... Steve McManaman. <laughs> yes. Bloody hell. How yeah, do you control yeah. that dressing room? No. Yeah. So, g- good luck, uh, Stuart Pearce. Well, it's, it's happened. So yeah. Well done, Stuart Pearce. Well, well, well not right. really well done, because he didn't, he didn't keep me in line, did he? So. Well, to be honest, I don't think anybody could. I think he probably did better than anybody else could with that, I reckon, because he's a bit of a taskmaster, from what I can tell. So mm. Anyway, there we go. Well, we hope to have more, maybe even more from that particular book, because there was... Plenty that he could have read out for us. I think we should go back to that book again. We should thank him as well, actually. Yes. So thank you, thank you, Joey. Yeah. Why not say we should? We should thank him. I didn't say we 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 will. Okay. We We may do in the future. We should. We should thank him. For that. Should do. Yeah. And Joe. Yes. Thank you. It's it's a pleasure. Don't know why I stumbled there. Thank you too. And thank and thank and thank you. Thank you for turning up. No, and thank you. Oh, you're talking to them now. I'm talking to them now. Talking to the viewers. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, viewers, for for, for um, tuning in. Yes. And keep up, keep us updated with your doings. Yeah. If you want to. Not if you want to. I think you should um, just feel the social pressure from us to do it. Facebook. You can search us on Facebook. You can tweet us at Round the Back Pod. And you can go. You you can if you're not into the uh, iTunes. You can view all the episodes on our website www.roundtheback.com. Dot com. Yes, not uk. No. Or international, aren't we? Or dot net. International. We are an international organisation. Yeah. And talking of internationals, that's that. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't mean anything. Should we just should we scrap it now? Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Uh, please go give us a review on iTunes and check us out on all the media platforms. And and uh, thank you and good night. <laughs>